turn left at the next corner, I said, pointing. It's in the 3200 block. Oh, right. Glancing hastily over his shoulder, Canelli wrenched the steering wheel. As I braced myself, I sighed, glancing at Canelli's broad, bemused face. At age 27, Canelli was engaged in a long, losing war with the machine. When our car's engine stalled, he rolled his eyes skyward. Avoiding a constant succession of minor disasters, Canelli kept up a running commentary, darkly criticizing women drivers, teenage drivers, taxi drivers, and most balefully of all, Chinese drivers. Canelli had been my driver for more than six months. He'd been in homicide for almost two years. I'd originally picked him for homicide because on or off duty— Canelli looked more like a suety, overweight fry cook than a detective. Running down leads, he acted more like a stranger in town than a manhunter. Perpetually puzzled, yet always anxious to please, Canelli was the only man in the detective bureau who could get his feelings hurt. He'd been engaged to a girl named Gracie for almost eight years. Whenever Canelli and Gracie had a lover's quarrel, the squad room echoed with Canelli's long, tragic sighs. The victim's a doctor, eh? Canelli asked. Right. Dr. Gordon Ainsley, according to the squeal. I used to think I wanted to be a doctor, Canelli offered. That's when I was a kid. But then, Jesus, I fainted one time when I saw Jimmy Klinger lay his hand open on a broken bottle. I fainted dead away at the age of ten or something. Jimmy used to live across the street from me. How'd you come to be a cop, I asked, if you can't stand the sight of blood? Well, he answered slowly, frowning as he earnestly considered the question. I can stand the sight of blood, I guess, or at least I don't faint anymore, but I sure don't like it. I nodded. I'd been a rookie patrolman, and an overage rookie at that, when I'd seen a six-year-old Negro girl lying with her head completely crushed beneath the wheels of a bus. As the inevitable ring of onlookers gaped, I'd leaned against the side of the bus, helplessly vomiting. For days afterward, I'd considered resigning. With me, Canelli was saying. It's more the smell, I guess, than the blood. Again I nodded, wordlessly agreeing. In death, sphincters relax and bladders empty. The smell of excrement mingles with the sickly sweet odor of drying blood. The stench of death is overwhelming and unmistakable. Searching for a victim, a policeman usually smells the corpse before he sees it. I never drive around here without wishing I was rich. Canelli moved his head to indicate the big, handsome Victorian buildings lining each side of Jackson Street. You might not enjoy being rich, Canelli. It's not for everyone, you know. Just try me, Lieutenant. His swarthy, untroubled face broke into a cheerful grin. Then, tentatively... Someone told me once that you were rich or something. It wasn't me, Canelli. 
It was my ex-wife. There's a difference. He nodded soberly. Yeah, I can see that all right. Gracie and me talk about it every once in a while. How would be to have a lot of money and never have to worry about... You'd better find a parking place, I interrupted, pointing ahead toward the predictable gaggle of official vehicles, most of them parked at odd, officious angles.